This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. And welcome to another episode of Strange Planet. And tonight we're going to discuss the possibility that ET disclosure is being planned right now at an underground Blue Ridge mountain complex. And we're going to get into this with Dr. Michael Sally. He's a pioneer in the development of exopolitics. He's the author of numerous books, including Kennedy's Last Stand, Galactic Diplomacy, um, boy, oh boy, just so many to mention, U.S. Air Force Secret uh, Space Program, Shifting Extraterrestrial Alliances and Space Force, Rise of the Red Dragon, um, Galactic Federation Councils and Secret Space, and uh, Secret Space Programs, rather. Uh, Dr. Michael Sala, welcome back to Strange Planet. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me back. So uh, this um, meeting alleged meeting occurred at a secret underground military facility. Now I know about this facility through uh, Mary Joyce, who uh, runs a great web website called skyships over cashiers, uh, com, And she lives in the, uh, the blue mountains. And so she's talked about underground bases in North Carolina. Um, so tell me uh, about, first of all, how did you find out about this alleged meeting um, at this facility? I heard about it from this former French archaeologist, Elena Danan, who has contact with a group of extraterrestrials that she calls the Galactic Federation of Worlds. And one of the extraterrestrials in particular, she has a very close relationship with that is called Thorhan Eredian. And she has a physical implant within her that was installed during one of her abduction experiences at an early age. And apparently this implant was reconfigured in a way where she could be in constant communication with Thorham. And also when he wants it, he, she can actually almost like see events that he is seeing because this implant allows some kind of mind-to-mind -mind connection. And so when he chooses to, he can like, it's like, here, look at this, and it's through his eyes he's able to transmit what he is seeing into her physical implant in her brain, and then she's able to kind of be a witness. So that is exactly how she got this information, that there was this meeting on January 6th in the Blue Ridge Mountains at a underground facility where she saw these events transpire. And then she gave testimony, and I understand she provided sketches. Who did she provide testimony to? Well, she shared the information with me, and she shared the uh, sketches with me, and then she uh, put out on her website, on her YouTube channel, 
what she experienced along with her sketches. So she she told me first because she kind of normally goes through a process where I can do some preliminary vetting to find out, well, exactly who was involved in this. And so as I dug deeper into it and said, well, uh, was this the kind of terrain that was witnessed? And, and that's so I was able to do some internet searches and find out well, what are some of the continuity of bases, facilities in the Blue Ridge Mountains? Because she said this event happened at a Blue Ridge Mountain facility. So I sent her some images that I could find online about what the surrounding terrain was like when viewed from a place like uh, Mount Weather in Virginia or from, say, Raven Rock in Pennsylvania. And she looked at that and said, okay, this was exactly what I saw. So it was, so the perspective that she identified with was the one from Pennsylvania, from Raven Rock Mountain Complex. And she said that this, this was the perspective she was given when Thorhan looked around before entering the base. He arrived at the base and before actually entering into it, he just looked around where the base was. So with the base, behind him to his back he looked out and he saw this kind of panorama of the Blue Ridge Mountains which was very pretty and um, this was what Elena says that she saw as well and so when I sent her some pictures of what the surrounding terrain of uh, Raven Rock was she said yes this is what I saw. All right so uh, this meeting supposedly took place January 7th of this year. Uh, who do we know how many people uh, and ETs were involved? And do we have any, I mean, were there any recognizable uh, names in terms of, I don't know, U.S. government representatives or military brass? Well, she says that the meeting occurred where Thorhan, he was the representative of the Galactic Federation of Worlds. So he went there with a device, an oblong device that kind of looks like a, a pencil case and maybe a little bit longer, and that he delivered that to a four-star general. Now, in her original report, she said it was a five-star general, but she actually confused. On, on the lapel of a four-star general, you, you have four stars and a, and a fifth silver uh, could easily be confused as a star, but it's actually just a button. So she saw five and she thought it was a five-star general, but once she realized that it was a mistake, that it was four stars. So I sent her uh, pictures of 44 uh, U.S. Air Force four-star generals uh, because she said it was a blue a, a dark blue uniform, so that, that clearly suggested an Air Force general. And, and so there's a list of um, 44 four-star generals. And included amongst them, of course, are the Air Force generals. And so out of that list of 44 four-star generals, she was able to identify General Glenn Van Herk as the four-star general that Thorhan handed over this device with disclosure plans that were developed for this Earth Alliance that is working with the Galactic Federation of Worlds. So it's quite significant that she handed this over to General Van Herk because he's the commander 
of of NORAD, which of course uh, you would know, being a Canadian, that that's very prominent there in Canada, but also uh, U.S. Northern Command. So this is a, a very important command because he would be the person in charge of the United States in time of any kind of a, an attack that involved homeland defense. So just to explain a little bit what this Earth Alliance is, these are what people inside government that are in favor of disclosure and that are working with the Galactic Federation? Exactly, yes. These are very senior officials uh, within multiple governments around the world. And we're talking uh, countries like uh, Russia, China, Brazil, India, and 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 the United States and Britain and others who uh, which comprise the kind of white hats involved in the space commands. So these are people that are directly in charge of space operations, and they collaborate with one another because it's very important for Earth to be interacting with visiting extraterrestrial civilizations as a unified global command and this was something that was decided in July of 2001 where there were these meetings that took place at a facility in the upper atmosphere of Jupiter run by an organization called the Ashtar Command and at that command there were 14 spacefaring nations along with uh, major corporations all involved in space exploration that were all taken there secretly and they actually hammered out under the guidance of the Galactic Federation of Worlds and other galactic organizations, which I discuss in the book, Galactic Federations, Councils and Secret Space Programs. They hammered out an agreement called, uh, we call it the Jupiter Accords, whereby there was a, a system, a hierarchical or, or an organizational system put in place for how the Earth's spacefaring nations would collaborate with one another in, in conducting Earth operations and communicating with the uh, Galactic Federation and other organizations. So that's the kind of birthing of the Earth Alliance. And it has all the major Earth's, all the major spacefaring nations of Earth represented in it. And it has a governing council of six nations, which, uh, to the best of my knowledge, in includes. Um, uh, the United States, France, Britain, Russia, China, and Japan. So those are the six nations that are part of this kind of governing council. And then the and there are there are another eight members of this uh, Earth Alliance, and and that includes countries like uh, Australia, Germany, Britain, sorry, uh, uh, Canada, and so forth. So the Earth Alliance is in favor of full UFO disclosure? Exactly, yes. The Earth Alliance has made deals with the Galactic Federation of Worlds, whereby in, in response to them collaborating with the Galactic Federation and other extraterrestrial civilizations in learning about ancient civilizations and technologies that are being found throughout our solar system in exchange for getting assistance in finding and understanding these and reverse engineering them, that Earth's major nations will collaborate in disclosing the truth to humanity. So this is part of the deal that was reached. 
And so because of this deal, it means that the Earth Alliance is act actively collaborating with this organization of extraterrestrial groups, association of extraterrestrial organizations that are wanting the Earth Alliance to move forward with its disclosure plans. So this is why you have steps like this taking place at Mount uh, at uh, Raven Rock, where you actually have this four-star general in charge of Northern Command being given a disclosure plan, because this is part of the agreement that was reached with the Earth Alliance. And, and the deep state is, is very much opposed to this. Uh, yes, I want to come around to talking about the deep state and its opposition, but do we know what was in this device that Thorhan Iridian handed off to this four-star general? At this moment, we don't know what was in the device. I mean, Thorhan hasn't disclosed that yet to Elena. I guess this is part of the process uh, that is now taking place. That we, um, The way Thorhan communicates with Elena and, and she with me and we sharing information is that Thorhan says that um, as far as the Galactic Federation of Worlds is concerned, that they're not into revealing dates or, t or people. But what they will do is give us enough information that we can make informed choices or informed guesses as to who's involved, like what's the date or who who the individual is. So that's how we were able to determine that General Van Herk was involved in this. Um, as for the dates, um, we haven't yet been given information, but certainly we can look around us and make inferences based on what are happening in terms of real life political events, like, for example, the National Defence Authorization Act that was passed for 2023 that was signed into law and is now in place, actually mandates uh, not only the creation of this uh, organisation, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which is, has been set up to assess UFO reports and and deliver annual reports to the US Congress, but also provides whistleblower protection for those that come forward with information about UFOs to the Arrow office. And that's unprecedented. That's never happened before. And, and that, to me, is a sign that, yes, we are witnessing right now real-life political events transpiring, which indicate that an agreement has been reached between major spacefaring nations like the United States that are part of this Earth Alliance with these galactic organizations. Uh, was uh, Elena Danan, this is the uh, the French archaeologist or former French archaeologist who had has telepathic communications with Thorhan, um, was she privy to the conversation at all uh, between Thorhan and this four-star general? Were there any, was there any dialogue exchanged or was it simply a handing off of this technology? Well, she saw some things uh, that were happening in there. Um, she could see through his eyes, but I don't recall her saying anything about hearing the actual dialogue. She could see inside the complex, like uh, how big it was. She could see underground craft, like flying triangle type craft parked in a lower level of the of the complex that this was apparently where Thorhan had his spacecraft parked. So she saw things like that, but I, she didn't report any dialogue that she heard. So this is 
one of those things that uh, Thorhan can do through his control of the device that she can be privy to things he sees, but he can just exclude things that he's hearing, as I, as I understand it. And and why uh, Elena Danan? Why was she chosen? And and what is the purpose of her? Um, what is the purpose of this information getting leaked out through her? Well, you know, this is a perennial question. It goes back to the 1950s. Why was George Adamski chosen by the Venusians? Why was why was he given high level access to the Pentagon? where he was given an army ID where he could go into the Pentagon. Why did the Venusians choose him? And and I think the bottom line is that the extraterrestrials choose people that are compatible with them energetically or consciousness or even through uh, DNA. And I know in the case of Elena Danan and Thorhan that there is an actual very clear relationship between them. And, and that is one of, uh, let's just say that she and Thorhan are romantically involved in the future. All right. And that she chose to come back. I mean, she's she's actually made this public, so I don't think there's any, I'm not giving any, anything away by talking about this, but she has said that uh, she and Thorhan are a married couple uh, approximately 200 years in the future, and when the Andromedans arrived and told them that there was a timeline problem that could be traced to the Earth, the Moon, and Mars in the early or in the late or in the mid part of the 20th century, and that they were looking for volunteers to incarnate on Earth as as star seeds, and that they would kind of like infiltrate Earth's institutions and eventually help bring about the awakening of humanity so that this negative timeline doesn't occur whereby if 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 there wasn't this intervention that the entire galaxy would have experienced a a, a tyranny a galactic tyranny 300 years in the future so uh, extraterrestrial civilizations in in the future decided to stop this future tyranny by incarnating into their past into our history to intervene and to bring about changes and so in the case of elena and thorhan it was decided that she would be the one incarnating and he would be the one that would stay with the galactic federation he would volunteer as a soldier with the galactic federation and actually watch her closely through her incarnations and help her so that's their relationship and and why um, why leak this meeting out to obviously it was meant to be disseminated to you first and then on programs like this why why leak it out? Uh, because this is part of the disclosure plan, leaking out the information first in a way that can be easily uh, denied by official institutions that uh, the anyone within the Air Force or within General Van Herc's command can just easily refute this because it's like, well, I mean, you're you're, saying, you're citing someone who claims to have seen what happened through the eyes of an extraterrestrial. I mean, who's going to believe that? And, and absolutely, I mean, very few people would believe that. I mean, in my article about this, I, I provide circumstantial evidence that supports it. But, I mean, at this point, we can only say that it's an allegation. I mean, I think Elena is very credible because she did work for 20 years as a professional archaeologist and she understands the need for things like uh, documentation and evidence. So she does her best to provide that for, for me. 
and Thorhan does what he can to help Elena get the evidence that she needs. So certainly he kind of helped her by giving her some visuals that she could confirm through me, like the what the facility was, that it was Raven Rock, and who this four-star uh, general was, that it was uh, General Van Herk. But aside from that, you know, it's, at this point, it's only circumstantial evidence. But I think as time progresses, as we go further and further into 2023, and this uh, disclosure plan unfolds more and more, you'll be getting a lot more information coming out, and a lot of it will be confirmable. Um, Dr. Sala, we'll take a quick time. I'll come back and continue to discuss this um, secret meeting, underground Blue Ridge Mountain meeting between the uh, extraterrestrial Thorvan Iridian and a, a four-star general, General Van Herks. Back with more of our conversation right after these. It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Dr. Michael Salas stays with us, a pioneer in the development of exopolitics. Exopolitics.org and exopoliticsinstitute.org. And those uh, links are in the episode notes. And of course, he's the author of Galactic Federation Councils and Secret Space Programs, um, Space Force, our Star Trek future, Rise of the Red Dragon. U.S. Air Force secret space programs. Um, what am I missing? What, what's I'm sorry. The latest. Uh, what's the latest, Doctor Sala? Oh, the latest book is uh, Galactic Federation's Councils and Secret Space Programs. That oh, came yeah. out in 2022. That's right. I mentioned that one. I thought that might have been the last one. Okay. So back to the secret meeting. Um, what else do we know about General Van Herx? Um, I mean, was he known to be a member of this? Known to you uh, and others in your field to be a member of the? Uh, the Earth Alliance previously? Well, there were rumours that that was the, the kind of function that whoever was in charge of Northern Command was playing because uh, there have been a lot of rumours that in 2020, you know, there was this foreign interference in the US election. And, and of course, I mean, many people have very strong opinions about that, but the rumours were that the U.S. military knew the truth about that and they, th that this constituted a continuity of government emergency. And so if those rumours are true and there was a continuity of government emergency, the commanding general of Northern Command would be the one in charge of the emergency. And it was cited that that Cheyenne Mountain Complex was where the continuity of government functions were being carried out. So, you know, that hasn't been confirmed. At this point, it's only rumours, but General Van Herk would certainly have been the one in charge of all, all of that. So the the fact that, or certainly the kind of like what I've learned about this set of agreements that were reached between the Earth Alliance and the different extraterrestrial groups on Jupiter in 2021 and how that's being played out, how the US Space Command was directly involved in that. But of course, Space Command uh, is, all, is also operating out of Peterson Space Force Base, which is where US Northern Command is also located. So the Commanding General of Space Command and the Commanding General of Northern Command and NORAD are, are both based at, at uh, 
at Peterson Space Force Base with Cheyenne Mountain like uh, as as a backup command. So so these these generals and and the general in charge of Space Command initially was General Jay Raymond. Now he's been replaced recently by another general, Chance Saltzman, uh, who's now in charge of, of Space Command and Space Force. So these generals operate out of the same military base at Peterson and they would certainly be communicating on a daily basis involving things that are uh, that overlap the interests of space command and norad and of course northern command so i think that these agreements between the earth alliance and and in particular space command with the extraterrestrials that were reached on jupiter would be known to General Van Herk. So I think there's a very logical chain of events that you could that I can identify that would show why General Van Herk would be in this kind of need-to-know loop for being briefed about whatever disclosure plan was being hatched between the Earth Alliance and the extraterrestrials. So I, I think that you know whatever he was given was so sensitive that it couldn't be transmitted through electronic means or any other means, it had to be kind of personally hand-delivered to him. So that tells you how sensitive these plans are. So I think that this, the, that whatever plans were first agreed to back in 2021, now with this new set of plans or whatever it was that was delivered to General Van Herc in January of 2022, or sorry, 2023, <laughs> we're in 2023 now, that those plans would be much more detailed and much more elaborate. And that's going to, I think, take us into events that are unfold over the next 12 months. So let's talk about the deep state. Uh, and there are elements, obviously, within the deep state that do not want disclosure, that have been part of this 75-year-plus uh, operation to keep a lid on the U UFO ET reality. Um, so... Just give me a sense, like how this, how these two opposing forces kind of stack up against each other. We have on the one hand, we have the Earth Alliance that are pushing for disclosure. We have four-star generals that are part of that, and then who are who is this other group? Uh, is it what Majestic Twelve or remnants of Majestic Twelve that are trying to keep a lid on it? And who's who's got the upper hand? That's a very good question. Uh, the, the deep state has evolved out of its early beginnings in terms of an association or collaboration between Majestic 12 and different secret societies or corporate leaders that all had vested interests in this question of extraterrestrial technologies and extraterrestrial life visiting Earth. And, and they reached an early consensus that they decided that it would be best to keep this secret from the American and, and global publics um, and reverse engineer these technologies for secret space programs and their own private use in these deep underground military facilities that are in, that are controlled by the deep state. And agreements were reached with some extraterrestrial organizations, typically associated with grey extraterrestrials from the Orion constellation or with reptilian extraterrestrials, from the Draco, Draco Alpha Draconis constellation, that agreements were reached, and uh, in exchange for being given us some limited technological assistance, uh, the deep state 
was able to keep everything secret with the collaboration and the support of these more negative extraterrestrial groups. So now we move forward to events that unfolded in 2021, where a new group of extraterrestrials, very highly evolved extraterrestrials, kind of like, in a, in a sense, like galactic umpires, if you like, who came in and said, okay, Earth has been a battlefield between positive and negative extraterrestrials for a long, long time. We are here to just kind of observe and cast light on it all. Well, the negative extraterrestrials didn't like that because they operate in secrecy. They operate in darkness. So once you throw on the lights, it's like they got out of here. So they got out of here. Uh, the positive extraterrestrials were empowered and, and took action. And so the negative extraterrestrials have kind of like left town, if you like. So the deep state, it's on its own. So whereas previously they had all of the resources and all of the kind of like technological assistance and support they needed from these negative extraterrestrial groups, now they don't have that. So their plans are crumbling while the White Hats or the Earth Alliance are being supported by these positive extraterrestrial groups. And they're fast moving into a kind of checkmate position in this very elaborate kind of um, uh, chess game that's been going on between these different factions. And now we're watching the final cards being played in this chess game. And the result is that the deep state is going to be exposed. Um, it's losing all power. And the, the the thing that we can expect to happen very, very soon is that uh, there's going to be these major disclosures concerning these advanced technologies, uh, dealing with the kind of energy sector, dealing with the, the like the transportation sector, uh, anti-gravity propulsion. Uh, the big one is going to be the health industry, uh, things that will, like in Star Trek, where you had the, uh, like the um, electronic magnetic means of healing people and holographic healing technologies, these will be released. These have all been prevented from public release by the deep state for 70 plus years now. And, and that's confirmed by the number of secrecy orders that have been applied to new inventions uh, by the US Patent and Trademark Office, which is over 6,000. Currently, 6,000 inventions are suppressed. So all of these inventions and more will be rele released this year and, and later, and this is going to transform the world. And so the deep state can't stop this, and this is part of the uh, agreement that the Earth Alliance has reached with these positive extraterrestrial groups. All right, Michael, another uh, quick timeout. Back with uh, more of this fascinating discussion. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Follow Richard on Twitter at Richard Serrett. For show information, visit the website strangeplanet.ca. And we're back with Dr. Michael Sala. The uh, website exopolitics.org and exopoliticsinstitute.org. And the latest book is Galactic Federation Councils and Secret Space Programs. And we're talking about the alleged meeting on January 7th, 2023, beneath the Blue Ridge Mountains in a uh, underground facility, uh, Ravens Rock, uh, between a four-star general, Air Force four-star general, uh, Van Herks, and uh, an ET, Thor Han Iridian. And uh, this meeting, I guess, was sort of telepathically communicated to a former French archaeologist, Elena 
Danan, I guess through the she was linked through a physical implant with Thorhan. And uh, this meeting had to do with uh, plans for complete ET disclosure being, uh, well, in the immediate future, I guess. Um, the, uh, the deep state, they have the, uh, Richard Dolan has described them as a breakaway civilization. They have all the toys. They want to keep them from us. They're off planet. Uh, I don't imagine that they're, they're going to, um, give up without a fight. I mean, is this going to get nasty? I don't think so. I think, uh, the possibility of a civil war was very real, uh, just a few years ago, but I think what has transpired is that um, as far as the United States degenerating into a civil war over this battle between the deep state and those that are pro-disclosure, that that is not going to happen anymore. Um, I, I think what we are witnessing now is a slow process where where the American public is being kind of like red-pilled on a, on a lot of really sensitive topics. And one of those topics is the extraterrestrial topic. That that has been a, a topic that has long been kind of suppressed. Even those that were kind of like deep into the Kennedy assassination and thought that that was a conspiracy orchestrated by the CIA, you know, they did not want to go down the track that Kennedy was in any way involved in UFOs. So, you know, they kind of like eschewed authors such as myself that were saying, well, though the Kennedy assassination does have a very real connection with uh, the UFO issue. They, they they did not want to go down there. and But now that community and many others are being red-pilled. And, and I think that the, this prospect of a war where the deep state uses its resources to kind of like openly go to war against the Earth Alliance, whether it's a civil war in the United States or whether it's a global war, you know, uh, what we're witnessing um, in Ukraine right now, I mean, very, very sensitive. And and I think, you know, the breaking news, of course, is uh, Seymour Hirsch just put out an article showing that the United States blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Now, this, in ordinary times, would be an act of war. This would be where Russia would be bound to retaliate by blowing up some say, deep-sea cables that is used for telecommunications by the U.S. or whatever it is that is very important to the U.S., which would be kind of like in, in some way uh, of, of the same kind of gravity or importance to what the Nord Stream pipeline was to Russia. But Russia hasn't done a thing. Putin has been silent. Why is that? And, and I think the answer is these agreements, that... Putin is a party to these agreements. He knows that this is this is the final showdown between the deep state and the Earth Alliance. And he knows that the deep state is doing everything it can to create a civil war in the United States, to create a war between NATO and Russia, to create a war between the United States and China. The deep state is doing everything it can. But the Earth Alliance knows this, and so they are telling Putin, they are telling Xi Jinping to stand down, no matter what provocations that uh, the US or the Biden administration comes up with, just stand down. Everything is going to be exposed. You will be compensated and looked after no matter what the Biden administration does. And so we are watching this happen. And I think that this is this is why we are not in 
a nuclear war between Russia and and uh, and the United States because Putin is part of this Earth Alliance that is systematically dismantling the deep state. And and Putin knows, as does the Chinese president, that. Uh, the deep state does not represent the American people. It doesn't represent the Canadian people. It represents no one other than the vital interests of these of a small group of, you know, of elites representing 0.1% or less of the global population. And that most Americans, the vast majority of Americans, want peace with China. They want peace with Russia. They want conflict resolution, diplomacy to resolve problems such as Ukraine. They don't want to just kind of pump arms and weapons and just kind of fuel the conflict. So this is where I think uh, the Earth Alliance has taken these steps to ensure that uh, nothing gets out of hand. There is no outright war between these major nations, no nuclear war, because as disclosure happens, as more and more information comes out, people will wake up and they will start to point the finger and say, well, hang on. The Biden administration just blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. I mean, previously that that was a well-kept secret. Well, now Seymour Hirsch has revealed it to the world. And so, I mean, how will ordinary German citizens react to this? I mean, I mean, this is an act of war not only against Russia, but against Germany, an ally of the United States. German citizens should should get out there and start rioting. I mean, really, I mean, this is this is this is unconscionable that they did this. Um, will there be uh, some sort of amnesty extended to the individuals, the groups that have been part of this seventy-five year plus secrecy, and and uh, you know that continues to this day? I, I think there will be a lot of amnesty granted because I mean the the deep state was ruthless. I mean it was it was a very ruthless hierarchical system where people were blackmailed into cooperating. And, and they were given very tough choices to make, uh, especially if you had any kind of power, any kind of policy influence at all in areas of vital interest to the deep state, they would have sent their people in to blackmail you and, and people uh, can be blackmailed very easily. I mean, um, when the full circumstances emerge about how the deep state blackmailed, threatened, and coerced a lot of people into doing their bidding, I think there'll be a, a lot of sympathy for giving amnesty for these people, kind of like a Truth and Reconciliation Committee that happened in South Africa at the end of apartheid or happened in the Americas to kind of like get the truth to come out. Because I think that at the end of the day is what a lot of people want to know is, is the full truth of what happened. And um, the full truth is, is, is so enormous and so disturbing that the more people we can encourage to reveal what they did, the more we'll be able to kind of picture all the things that were going on. Uh, a lot of abuses in deep underground military bases, a lot of people taken off for slavery and forced labor off in off-planet facilities, a, a lot of horrendous things that, that occurred. But I think a lot of people would prefer for the truth to, to emerge. And for those at the apex of the deep state that were making, that were pulling the strings, I think that they're the ones that will really eventually end up in kind of like Nuremberg war trial uh, uh, tribunals. Does Elena uh, Danian, and this is the uh, former French archaeologist who is in communication with Thor van Iridian uh, via this uh, physical implant, uh, did she 
receive instructions to stand by for more communications from Thoran this year, or does she ha- does she know? Uh, she's constantly getting communications with Thorhan that she puts out and informs people about what, what is going on. But I think this year is going to be a, a really big one because the disclosure plan is unfolding as we speak, and that means that more and more information will be revealed, and she'll be able to to release more. That, that Thorhan himself has said on more than one occasion that he's very limited in just how many details he can reveal uh, because of these agreements. Uh, but now that this plan is being put in place, I'm sure part of it will be to kind of like leak a lot of the truth out through these kind of public networks or these social media channels such as Elena's and mine and others to kind of like inform people. And 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 that will kind of like have a snowball effect so that eventually uh, people will be ready for the official disclosures. Because, you know, we shouldn't make any kind of uh, we shouldn't take it lightly that the official disclosure is going to be very difficult for a lot of people to accept, but it's going to have to happen because this is part of our future as a civilization that we have to become a Star Trek society. And the um, the All Domain An- Anomaly Resolution Office, what, what role will that play in disclosure? Well, it's already played a big role because all of a sudden, uh, the UFO issue has been elevated from a subject of ridicule where anyone bringing it up in a university or a think tank or in Congress was was ridiculed and, and kind of like hounded out, is now like, no, th- this is a serious national security threat and we need to talk about it. We need to have reports delivered uh, regularly to Congress and there needs to be investigations done on this. And so this has already changed the debate a lot. So now you can actually have people in universities discussing it without being uh, booted out like happened in my case. And and this is just going to continue to unfold as the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office gets information from whistleblowers revealing exactly what has been going on. And this will just have more and more coming out. And I think this is part of the plan. Dr. Michael Sala, thank you so much for this. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 